Let all cats old enough to catch their own prey gather here beneath a podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Scout, joined by my Down with the Sickness co-host Jill, and today we will be discussing the eighth published super edition, Moth Flight's Vision. (laughs) Hello, everyone. How are you feeling, Jill? I'm okay. I've had a cold all week. So if I sound funky, listeners, it's because I can't breathe through my nose. (laughs) And sometimes Um, it happens. Sometimes it's like that. But uh, I'm very excited to discuss this book because I'm so bummed we had to push our recording a week because I was literally unable to speak last week. So very excited. Been stewing over this book for two weeks now. Seriously, it's just, we've had a long time to sit with it, but you know, I like, we uh, we ended up postponing to the point where we are recording this on Mother's Day, which is thematically, thematically. appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, it is thematically appropriate here. Mm-hmm. Not, not in a good way. It's not. I We're going to talk about it. Listeners, we have some opinions on this particular novel. Listeners, this book... I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's not very good. Yeah, I, it is it is uh in my in my bottom tier of warrior books. It's uh it's definitely on my shit list. This is why I uh used Libby to to rent it so I didn't have to actually physically see the book. Oh, because if had you had my you would have tablet. Put, you <laughs> I would have fought it. Yeah. But uh, we just want to give a little update on the podcast because we've been recording since March uh, because we wanted to kind of have a backlog just in case something weird happens. Like one of us gets uh, sick with a cold for a week and can't talk. (laughs) Um, So this is our first episode that we're recording since we have officially launched the podcast. It's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And we just have had such a wonderful response from everyone, friends and strangers. Uh, It has truly just been uh, absolutely, absolutely lovely to see uh, (laughs) quite a few people who have never read a Warriors book in their life join us for this podcast and listen in on the drama secondhand. That is I one of think, yeah. yeah. That is one of my personal favorite ways to consume media is to not consume oh, yeah. the media and listen to other people talk about it. Uh, so so hello, my people. Glad to see you. <laughs> yeah. So it is. It has just been awesome to see people who have both read the books, who haven't read the books, um, enjoying and uh, making memes, making jokes, making friends. It's been great. It's been so good. Um, Thank you all so much for being yeah. part of our community. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. You know, like I've said before, Scout and I would just talk about Warriors, like, if even if nobody else was listening to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fact that people are out there uh, listening to us is just so lovely. Word of mouth, always the best way to kind of share something like this. Uh, so many folks have, you know, found things through their friends, uh, 
constantly talking about it, which is what this entire podcast is about. So uh, if you like us, we really, really appreciate it. And we would love uh, if you know anybody else who loves drama, send them our way. Yeah. Uh, we sure do have some. Y'all, y'all out here, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen to podcasts, you know the drill. It's great to uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, as of recording this, they have not uh, they have not confirmed our podcast as allowed to be on their uh, their little list yet. So they're they're on thin fucking ice. Um, Bunch of haters over there at Apple. Honestly, I cannot believe they are giving us the runaround. But almost certainly, by the time you listen to this episode, we will have uh, been finally accepted into into the elite the club. Halls. <laughs> Yeah. of Apple Podcasts. Uh, but really, it is word of mouth that that it is the best advertisement for us. And, and thank you all so much for coming out, for uh, for listening, for engaging. It's been such a joy. I'm so glad to subject you all to this. Speaking of, Scout, how's the prey running? How's the prey running? It's running pretty good. Today I had tamales for lunch. Oh, I love a tamale. It was very tasty. Pretty good prey. Yeah, I had some leftover curry for my lunch. Yeah. Um, and then I made the mistake of eating an entire pizza by myself uh, tonight for dinner. Oh. Because I was so hungry. It's the sickness. It's the sickness. I was just like, I devoured an entire, I don't know, eight slice pizza. Oh, so good, though. You've been wasting away. Your body needs nutrients. I've just been wasting away on my couch playing the new Zelda game, which we're not going to talk about because otherwise this will this turn will be, into an entirely different podcast. This will become a Zelda podcast. I will say thematic similarities between Tears of the Kingdom and the Warrior Cats books, and that's all I will say. There we go. I do want to talk. Uh, I know we mentioned uh, our lovely little community. I just want to shout out uh, the funniest thing that happened to me, which is I thought, oh, it'll be funny if I change my name on our Discord to my warrior OC uh, name. And then everyone else started giving themselves or asking for warrior names. So we now have a nice little clan. Uh, we got some, we got Dove Sky, we got Bay Whisker, we got Clover Heart and Crow Song and Dawn River. Fang Strike, Feather Flight, Gull Heart, Hawkshade, Night Blaze, and Night Wing, and Wild Kit, uh, as well as myself and uh, Scout over here. Very fun. It's so good. I endlessly love, entertained. I love everybody choosing <laughs> or being uh, being bestowed their warrior names. It's a it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Link in the episode description to join our discord if you want a warrior name too yeah I, we will give them to you if you don't like, already I have one gladly. if you do already have one yeah. please tell us about it yeah exactly i don't have a clan gen update because i've been sick and also been playing other video games so uh i think this is a pretty short prey running segment we got a lot to get into so you we know. got a lot to get into you know the the super editions are thicker books than usual mm -hmm. so we do got a lot to discuss well I'll give us I'll give us a little summary here. Uh, we'll get before we get into it. In the months since Greywing's death, Mothflight, the scatterbrained daughter of Windrunner, 
cannot seem to meet her mother's expectations no matter how hard she tries to change herself to do so. Haunted by strange dreams and guided by a moss, she embarks on a journey of self-discovery, crossing paths with a farm cat named Micah, who joins her as she follows the moth's trail all the way to a cave at the edge of the moor. Inside, she discovers the new meeting place of the spirit cats and dubs them Star Clan as they deliver their message, imploring her to become the first medicine cat and to guide all five clans through the creation and understanding of this role. Together with Micah, named by the spirits as Sky Clan's healer, she begins the thankless task of convincing the clan leaders to follow their ancestors' instructions and, more importantly, have faith in their new spiritual and medical guides. The job becomes nearly impossible as prey disputes between Sky Clan and Wind Clan escalate to border tensions, but Moss Flight refuses to let these squabbles keep her from learning or from Micah. The two grow close, but the relationship is cut short when Micah dies in the process of stopping an inter-clan fight from escalating. Mothflight's grief consumes her for a time, though the discovery that she's carrying Micah's kits and the desire to protect her clan eventually reignite her passion. Once the kits are safely delivered, however, she struggles to balance caring for her family and caring for her clanmates. It certainly doesn't help matters when Sky Clan takes Mothflight captive after she trespasses on their land during a medical emergency. In retaliation, WindClan attacks their camp, the nasty fight ending only after Windrunner is nearly dead from her wounds. Desperate to save her mother's life, Mothflight trusts in her visions one final time, the moth appearing to guide her. Returning to the cave with her mother, she watches as StarClan conducts the first Nine Lives ceremony. Windrunner re-emerges as Windstar and spreads the word until all five leaders have received their own blessings. At last, the clans are adjusting and peace is returning to the forest, but there is one final sacrifice Mothflight must make according to StarClan. She cannot be a mother and a medicine cat, and so she spreads her kits like the petals of the blazing star, sending one each to ShadowClan, ThunderClan, RiverClan, and SkyClan. Feeling finally certain in her path, Mothflight faces the rest of her life with confidence, pledging herself to StarClan's service above all else. <laughs> Sorry, I am a known let medicine cats fuck truther. I fucking hated this book. <laughs> was really. We're just gonna get that out of the way at the very beginning. Here is I. I couldn't. I was infuriated the entire time it's so just i'll get into it later because i want to go kind of in order with my notes again is this, i want to jump around is this trad wife this i think so i think this is trad wife uh propaganda <laughs> fuck <laughs> i oh my god okay so a couple of things first i would like to uh for those of our listeners who have never read a warrior's book so, as we have mentioned a lot in Dawn of the Clans, it is sort of starting to set up the way that uh, the clans become the way they are in the books that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. Leaders of a clan get literally nine lives from their ancestors. Star Clan gives them nine literal lives. Mm -hmm. They can die 
nine times. So we'll just get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Important so foundational information. Yeah, literally like the foundation of this book because the prologue. <laughs> oh my God. The prologue of this book has Mothflight experiencing a vision or a dream or whatever the fuck. And she sees this blue-gray cat dying and then getting up like she was fine. And, you know, if you've never read a Warriors book before, or if you are doing what we've done and are reading in chronological order, you don't know what the fuck is happening here. Uh, Spoilers for the next series that we are going to be reading, uh, The Prophecies Begin. That's fucking Blue Star, (laughs) the fucking leader in the first series. Mothflight is just like seeing Blue Star die and seeing everyone else be like, oh yeah, she's fine. It's totally chill. Like, it's a literal scene from, I think from the Into the Wild. I think from the first book. I think so, yeah. And I, when I read that, I was like, two time loops? We have two of them? <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't think it's a time loop so much as it has me wondering is everything predestined? Mm, interesting take. Or or is it just a vision? You know what I'm saying? Because like seeing a vision of the future that does come to pass, I don't know. It's just got me wondering like, because like we, we could get a time paradox if Mothlight had never followed the moth and like never taken her mom to get her nine lives, all that stuff like there would not have been any nine lives, so would she have still, like, you know? Yeah, it's that that's, fucking, that's definitely how I read it, like... It's the Back to the Future time paradox. It's not a loop, it's a paradox. That's true, yeah. I, I'm using using the wrong terminology. Um, I'm, I think I'm also thinking of, of something like a stable time loop, but I don't know. You know what? I gotta, I'm gonna admit something here. I'm gonna be vulnerable with you, with our listeners. <laughs> I don't know that much about time travel or the words that people use about them or about it. That's fine. It's a confusing genre, honestly. There's a lot of things happening. I can't happening. fucking believe that the Aaron's decided that this was going to be like a major component. It is just, it's just really bananas that the first medicine cat is is getting visions of events from the first series that was, was ever written to inform the way that the uh, culture of the cat's evolves over time to get them to that point yeah i can understand having a vision of like an omen or something Mm -hmm. being what tells her or shows her that like the leaders are gonna get nine lives but showing her a literal vision of what is it fucking 50 years in the future According to according to something we'll talk about later in the Aaron Corner, yes, it's about it's about sixty years in the future. So I I don't know, you know, maybe if I weren't addled with cough medicine, <laughs> I would understand. But I read this when I wasn't sick, and I still am just kind of like I. There are so many other ways it could have been done. I'm just really... Showing a vision of the future just feels weird for this particular thing. It feels it feels very much uh, like a, a thing they did as a nod to the fans instead of something yeah. that was really part of like the cosmology or the or like the structure of the world building, which is probably, you know, yeah, like, I mean, it 
it's fine. It's I'm fu- literally like, I'm I not upset about this. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking we're going way too hard in the paint for it, clearly. Yeah, um, I do it because it's fun. But I do to, think it's just funny. To, to, poke, yeah. to, poke that, to poke that fun. But uh, I also was kind of like DiCaprio pointing at the TV. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh! <laughs> like, I know who I they was... are. I know who those cats are. So, you know, we start off strong with that. It is interesting that they went that route versus just literally showing, showing her mother her the uh showing her windrunners ceremony which happens later yeah. in this book yeah see that is exactly that is what my thing is is like show her something like it would have made so much more sense if they just showed her that it would have context for her too the thing is that yes, we exactly. like she's got no she's got no context for any of this she would still need to figure out that it's like the nine lives ceremony and whatnot, but she wouldn't just be seeing these random ass cats touching noses with other cats in Starclay. And she's like, who the fuck are these bitches? Why can't I talk to any of them? Which was really good. I did appreciate, I really appreciated Mothflight being so concerned and being like, oh my God, she was scared like, to death for them. Nobody, nobody's doing anything. What's happening? Nobody's is anyone going to help me? her? <laughs> How is nobody helping her? It was very pure. Yeah. Shoo, geez. Rare Moth Flight W there. Yeah. Oh, start off really strong. Like I said, thematically appropriate that we're recording on Mother's mm-hmm. Day. We start off very strong with mommy issues. Mm-hmm. Mothflight and her mom have a lot of problems. There is just some uh, very two real arguments that I'm like, "Mm, this mirrors my life a little bit and I don't want to deal with that right now. Very much like wondering if you can kind of feeling different from your sibling and your sibling is very clearly the one that is favored uh, and wondering like, am I ever going to be able to live up to this standard? Poor Mothlight in that particular moment. Yeah. But also, fuck you, Mothlight. <laughs> I don't like you. I really have... I have such a complicated feeling about Mothlight as a character because I really think she was doomed by what the lore and what the Aarons wanted to do to then yeah. be very unsympathetic at a lot of moments because... Like, you know, you talk about is there is there is there like a predetermined nature to time and destiny in the Warriors books? I think for Mothflight specifically, yes, it was predetermined that she would end up being a very frustrating character because of what they what the end goal of this book was, which was to get to Mm -hmm. medicine cats can't fuck. And there's a rule about it. Yeah, which we'll get to. (laughs) Now, I do want to say I did predict that Mothflight would institute the no kits rule. I was like, okay, so this is definitely just going to be like how the medicine cats got established. I'm like, I wonder if the medicine cats like always weren't allowed to have kits. And I'm like, well, if Mothlight's the one who started this, I had a prediction at the very beginning that she would be the one to start it, but I did not have the correct reasoning. I had thought one of I didn't put this in our notes document, but one of the notes that I wrote to myself was, are we just getting medicine cats can't fuck because one medicine cat had ADHD? LOL, <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> um my 
when I was originally reading it, I was like, are we going to get a fucking love triangle between Spotted Fur, Mothflight, and Micah? I was like, wouldn't it be funny if the rule of no kits got established because she didn't want to deal with letting one of them down? God, that would be so much better than everything else in the book. That would, It would be so fucking funny. That would be so funny. So that's that was my early prediction, which was wildly incorrect. Except for the fact that she did establish the rule. Yeah, both of us, both of us were like, Mothflight's gonna be the one to establish the rule. Neither of both of us had different reasons for why neither of us were right. It's much less fun. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Can we talk about Clear Sky's regression era? This, because I'm fucking pissed off. This motherfucker, we gave you a chance, sir. I gave you fucking Warrior Cat of the Week. And this bitch. is how you repay us? This behavior is unacceptable. It's like, I, it, it almost feels like the ending of, like, the emotional part of the end of Dawn of the Clans was, like, completely ignored and they just took the plot points. Mm-hmm. L- truly. Because Clear Sky, at the very end of Dawn of the Clans, like, he was turning shit around. He was. We were rooting for him. And then he's just back to his old ways in this book. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Literally have a, have a highlighted quote here. I'm never wrong from Clear Sky. Bitch. Bitch, you are wrong all the time. How can you be doing this again? You know, it, fool, it literally, fool me like, once, <sighs> shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on Clear Sky. Fool me three times. Shame on the fucking Aaron's Hunter for this one. Stop doing this. <laughs> we have a lot. There's a lot of inconsistencies with this book. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of that will also be covered in the Aaron corner. Uh, yeah. So we've explained how when Stark gets her leader name and her her nine lives and whatnot. And we've discussed here in season one, Dawn of the Clans, how the clans got established, all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So back in the year 2007. Uh, there was a little guidebook called Secrets of the Clans that got published. This was before we knew anything about Sky Clan, I believe. Uh, this book written by Twee Sutherland. This is the only uh, official Warriors book where she is given uh, like credit as author. A uh, little okay. Aaron Corner fun fact. Factoid. Um, so that is, you know, that is basically... Uh, this book was published, you know, around the first series ending, uh, probably around the second series. So this book has, at the very beginning, a literal, I don't know, it's one, two, three, three page history of the clans short story, uh, which I would like for, for you all to read or listen as I read this out to you guys. And just think about what we've learned during Dawn of the Clans <laughs> and what we've learned during this book. And we'll see where, where if any of it matches up. Hem hem. Many moons ago, the forest was a wilderness, untamed by territories. In the north lay sweeping moorland. In the south was dense woodland. On the edge of the trees, a tumbling river flowed out of a dark ravine. Cats came into the forest. They were drawn by the soft rustlings of small creatures, shadows under the water, and the sudden commotion of birds' wings in the trees. 
These were not warrior cats. They lived in small groups, not yet clans. There were no borders set down. And they fought constantly, fearful that prey might run out and that their overlapping territories were being threatened. It was a lawless, bloody time for the forest and many cats died. One night when the moon was full, the cats agreed to meet at a clearing in the forest surrounded by four great oak trees. They argued over stolen prey. Claws flashed, challenging yowls rang across the forest. A terrible battle followed, and soon the ground was wet with spilled blood. Many cats died that night. Exhausted by their wounds, the survivors slept where they had fought. When they woke, they were bathed in moonlight. All around them, they saw the spirits of their slain kin, no longer torn and bloodied, but shining like fallen stars. They huddled on the ground, and as the spirits spoke, they saw terrible visions of the future. They saw the forest drowned in blood, their kits stalked by death at every paw step, and they knew that the fighting had to end. Unite or die, said the spirits. From among the living cats, a black female was the first to speak. She rose from the ground on stiff, battle-wearied legs. My name is Shadow, she mewed. How should we unite unless we have a leader? I can hunt in the depths of darkest night. Let Shadow rule the forest. And you would lead us into darkness too, meowed a silvery gray tom with green eyes. I am River. I move through the forest along secret paths and hidden places. It is River, not Shadow, who should unite the forest. The forest is more than River and Shadow, growled a wiry brown female. Wind alone reaches its distant corners. I am as fast as the wind that blows from the high moors. I should be the ruler. The largest surviving cat was called Thunder. He was a fiery orange tom with amber eyes and large white paws. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about why is, Thunder's why big paws again. Why are they always gotta talk about his big feet? Uh, the largest surviving cat was called Thunder. He was a fiery orange tom with amber eyes and large white paws. What good is any of that compared to my strength and skill at hunting? If any cat was born to rule, it is I. A furious yowling broke out under the four great oaks, watched in silence by the spirit cats. Dark clouds suddenly blew across the moon, and the living cats trembled in fear. On the top of a high rock, they saw a tabby cat, one of the fallen. Her fur shining, though there was no light in the sky. Her eyes flashed angrily at the cats on the ground. You are all foolish as ducks, she meowed. Can't you think beyond yourselves for one moment? Think of your kits. The four cats, Shadow, River, Wind, and Thunder, looked up at the tabby, but none of them spoke. The forest is big enough to feed all your families and many more, she meowed. You must find other cats like you. Choose a home in the forest and set down borders. At that moment, the moon broke free of the clouds, revealing a circle of starlit spirit cats around the edge of the clearing. 
a white tom stepped forward. If you do this, he meowed, we will reward you with eight more lives so that you may lead your clans for many moons to come. Next to speak was a slender tortoise shell. She stepped forward and stood beside the white tom. We will watch over you from Silverpelt, she promised, and lifted her eyes to the crowded path of stars that swept across the night sky. We will visit you in your dreams and guide you on your journeys. Once a month, meowed the white tom, at the full moon, you will gather here beneath the four great oak trees for a night of truce. You will see us above you in silver pelt and know we are watching. And if blood is spilled on those nights, you will know we are angry. You will be warriors, yowled the tabby from the high rock. Thunder, river, wind, and shadow bowed their heads. From now on, you will live by a warrior code. Your hearts will be filled with courage and nobility, and if you must fight, it will be not for greed, but for honor and justice. There was a long silence. Finally, Thunder nodded his broad orange head. This is wise advice. I believe we can choose our territories and lay down borders fairly in peace. One by one, the other cats murmured their agreement then they returned to their homes and sought out cats like themselves with similar strengths and abilities. River found cats willing to fish for their prey. Shadow gathered nighttime hunters with clever minds and sharp claws. Thunder found hunters who could track prey through the thickest undergrowth. To wind came the fastest runners and cats who loved the open moors. Then they divided the forest, so each clan had enough prey to survive and all the cats could live in safety. And when the leaders returned to the Four Great Oaks for the first night of the Full Moon Truce, their starry ancestors gave them eight more lives as they had promised. There was not always peace between the clans, but that was to be expected. Cats are born with claws and teeth for a reason. Still, as long as they lived by the warrior code, their fallen ancestors would watch over them and guide them through their lives. And so the Age of Warrior Clans began. So we got some issues. Mm-hmm. First of all, I can't I can't fault them for not including Sky Clan because at that point they didn't Sky know Clan that didn't Sky Clan ex- Sky Clan literally didn't exist yet. First instinct. Uh, underselling Thunder here. Yeah. They they really, Thunder is so much better than, than this, than like, I'm big and strong. Like, no, Thunder, uh-huh. that's not Thunder's thing. That's not my man. Put some respect he on his He would not name. fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that. There's, oh, StarClan just tells them, hey, by the way, if you do this, this, and this, that's good. StarClan tells also, them things would be nice. Yeah. Unite or Die is still there. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. The names is interesting to me mm-hmm. because Tall Shadow never goes by Shadow. No. Uh, and Windrunner never goes by... Like, it's just... it. The thing is, if it were just written as, like, a, a moral tale for the kits, like, if that's how it were presented, that would make more sense. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they are specific in detailing what the cats look like means it is not just a... A moral tale for the kids. It's not like, oh, and then Wind was the one who said it's it was 
this specific ass cat. Which is very funny. Now, I do kind of wonder if when this book was written and released, it was considered kind of a moral tale sort of a thing. And like, it's just kind of fun that they have, you know, physical characteristics that that maybe sort of evoke the characteristics of the different clans because they love to say that all of the cats look different in each of the clan depending on in each of the clans depending on where they they live and then and then they said well we published this so some things we can throw out but but there's very specific things that aren't really that important big but we like his big fucking Hot, sexy, white paws. Uh, Also, another instance of he would not fucking say that is River being like, I should rule. Like, bitch did not want anything to do with any of this. No, River Ripple Ripple just wants to mind his own fucking business. Yeah, king. It's funny with things like River Ripple because they didn't have to name him River Ripple. No. You know what I mean? They literally could have named him. They have a literal story about why he goes by River Ripple. Yeah, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, River, Shadow, and Wind didn't ha- I mean, like, Wind was just called Wind for a bit, but... N- none of the others ever just went by those. Yeah, wild Also, to me. very kind of silly to me in the first place that they decided to really hone in on the clans were named after their founders and, like, they really go bend over backwards out of their way to do that when it's also right there in the original series that's like wind clan cats live where it's windy river clan cats live by the river shadow clan cats live where it's dark because they're under the evergreens thunder cats live by the thunder path yeah it's so funny it's so funny how they were like no we have to undo this thing that makes perfect sense and we have to make it different yeah it's it's just so much there's so much there's just so much happening in that and then the things that they keep and subtract from that story yeah. when they get to do Dawn of the Clans is so fascinating to me. I really want to know what their creative process was and like I don't know who's making these decisions. Which of the Aaron's is doing it and why? Yeah. I want to know. I they need a lore like Aaron's Hunter. I am I'm freelance. Please. Hire, Hire me. I will fucking do it. I will keep your lore straight. You've seen how I organize a Google Doc, yeah. Jillian. I could do it too. <laughs> With our powers combined, we could easily do this. You know what I think is really interesting? What? The whole medicine cats can't have kits rule. Mm-hmm. It's literally not even in the code. It's not in the code, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like I remember seeing that it's not actually it is it's like an unofficial part of the rules but it is not an official like part of the code i feel like this is probably a good time for us to have our discussion about medicine cats and celibacy yeah it's why i think that there are such there are so many more interesting things that could be done that aren't this yeah so here's here's the thing. The reason that Mothflight says that she the the reason this rule goes in place is Mothflight has what four kits? That's a lot yeah. of kittens for a first time mm-hmm. mother, firstly. And you know, she was expected to help out with all of Slate's kits and the entire clan was helping Slate's kits. 
Nobody was fucking helping moth flights, kids. I know. And and like so much of it. Okay, first of all, yeah. I want to touch Sorry. on I want to touch on Slate for a second. Oh my god, they did her so dirty. Listen, because I think that there is a really interesting angle that you could take with a grieving mother. Yes. Unfortunately, that's not what they did. Yeah. What they did is completely flatten Slate into a character who looks nothing like the character that she was in Dawn of the Clans. She is here now and is deeply, deeply depressed after Grey Wing's death. And that is her whole personality now. Yeah. And it's so it really disheartening <laughs> to me. Yeah, it's so many of the female characters in this book in particular are not treated well. They really did them. They really did them dirty. And and I don't want to. It's not like I don't want everybody to be like girl boss, strong woman alert. Da, 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 right. da, like I want I, I want those spaces for vulnerability. I want like places I for really them to did make- want Mothlight to just be our ADHD queen. Yeah, I really was just- like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get to like read about her struggles of like folk, like trying to learn the best way to focus. But it became all about like this. <sighs> It was still all about clear sky causing trouble, and it was all about God, fucking Star Clan not being clear as fuck, and so and also Star Clan's Star Clan doing this thing where they they say they're not controlling the living cats, but they really are exerting a oh, significant yeah. amount of control over the living cats, very much. So Slate, you know, she gets a lot of help from the rest of the clan in raising her kits, which. Including from Moth Flight, who isn't really Good outfitted it. for it. Yeah. Yeah, she d- I don't know why they keep asking her. There's other cats. Yeah. So, you know, Moth Flight sees this and she's like, okay, well, if the clan, like, the clan is supposed to be a support system. Mm-hmm. The clan is not acting like a support system. For, for Moth for Flight Moth specifically. Flight specifically. It's, she, at like any point, it's yeah. really, it's like, really the worst depressing. of, the worst of every cat comes out when they interact with Mothflight, and I don't understand why. Except for Rocky. He just wants drugs. Rocky just wants to get high. He just wants Give that Rocky. catnip. It's he fine. just wants that catnip. You know what? He deserves it. So yeah, so Mothflight is not getting the support she needs. She has kids. She's trying to be a mother and raise her kids and also be like the literal first medicine cat ever. Like that's going to come with some struggles. She is given no support. So at the end of the book, all of the medicine cats come to the Moonstone and they're all talking. And Star Clan is like, so you know what we have to do, right, Mouthlight? And she's like, yeah, I do know exactly what we got to do. I got to give up my children. (laughs) It's so depressing. Literally, it's not even depressing. It's stupid. It's so dumb. She's I like, know, it's my depressing. Children- it's depressing in in when I say depressing, I do mean it's depressing that that's the that that's where yeah. we're going with this. So, like, I can see it being a thing of like if they were literal newborn kids, because we have had situations like that before in the Warrior series where a queen will be like, I cannot take care of these kids. I am going to take these kids who literally do not know who I am, except that I am a warm body, and I'm going to give them to someone else. And we like, see we see various versions of this executed to much better yeah. results. But 
Moth Flight's kits are like three to four months old at this point. Yeah, they're headed towards apprenticeship. And she's like, oh, don't worry, kids. We're just going to Four Trees. And uh, oh, by the way, you guys are all leaving me and being separate. I'm taking you away from your siblings and you're all going to different clans. So the reason she fucking does this is because she can't handle being a mother and a medicine cat at the same time. And so she decides because she can't do it because her clan is not giving her the support she needs because she does not have a partner anymore because Micah gets killed. So since she does not have the support she needs for her family, which the clans should be the support system. You literally have a commune of cats. Everyone hunts for each other. Everyone helps take care of each other. Why are that we is not- a core tenant of the books. Why are we not sharing like duties of taking care of each other's kids? Like they should be raised communally. And so she says, well, because I can't handle it, no other cat is allowed to do it. And it's fucking stupid. One of the other medicine cats, who was it? Acorn fur? Acorn fur. Acorn fur's like, bitch, are you doing this because you're jealous that I am like in love with someone? Like I know. It's really it's... and the worst part I the worst part is that Star Clan backs her up. Yes, that is the worst part. Is Star Clan is like, yeah, that's exactly what needs to happen. And I'm because like, Because they could not- they could oh. have done like if this was just a reaction that Mothflight had to the stressors in her life that she then tried to project onto everyone, that would be interesting. And that mm-hmm. would be like a more acceptable thing. And then she could be like walked back from that. Exactly. But they're like, no, you know what? That's a great idea. They're really like Mothflight's fucking got it. We were trying to tell you this the whole time. Were you? You weren't, though, because literally Micah, who's in Star Clan, was like, hey, I want our kids to be with you. He's like, you can't give up because you're having my children and I want them to be like, I want them to have a mother. And so then she's just like, oh, well, fuck what my dead husband says. I'm going to split them up because. But he does agree with her at some point in the book, too. He's yeah, like, Moss Light's right. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. But so... yeah. And so here's the thing. They're like, well, no cat can handle like that amount of responsibility, like being a parent and a medicine cat, which false, because if we're taking medicine cats as like, I mean, they're doctors for essentially a doctors can have kids. Listen, this is extremely uh, this is this is 1950s gender politics. It really we're is. really at we're really at 1950s gender politics level of like thoughtfulness here. But I've seen so many like good arguments for like, well, first of all, a lot of times part of it was, well, if the medicine cat gets pregnant, then we're going to have like a couple of months where they're not going to be able to do their job because they're raising kids and like feeding kids, which doesn't apply to Tomcats, firstly. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, also no one like here's the thing, too. There's a lot of like hubbub about like, you know, medicine cat forbidden relationships across clan lines, whatever. If there's a fucking forbidden relationship with a male medicine cat, nobody's going to fucking know. <laughs> No one's going to fucking know. So there's that. The other thing, I've seen a lot of people say like, okay, well, sure. Being a queen and taking care of your kits is tough. And so is being a medicine cat. And it is going to be a difficult thing for someone to do both of those jobs at the same time. So why not make it a medicine cat has to have at least one apprentice, like has to have an apprentice before they can have kids. You can literally have two doctors. You You can can have more than one doctor. I will tell you (gasps) later on. 
in the history of fucking Thunder Clan, we're we're gonna get there. They just got three full grown medicine cats running their asses around. All three of them working at the same time. We have the technology. There's literally no reason why a clan couldn't have more than one medicine cat either. No. Like it there's no there's law. Nothing, there's nothing in the code. There's no law. There's no reason. It it's just Also, here's the mm-hmm. other thing. You don't fucking have to have kids to have a mate, right? But they say no mates. It's not even just no kids, which, you know, I could understand. I could be like, you know what? They can have, they can fall in love and have mates. And then they just can't have kids. I would be able to accept that. I would Mm -hmm. be able to accept that. I would be able to see the reasoning. But they literally tell them you cannot have a mate. You cannot have kids. Like they said, you are never allowed to fall in love, which is stupid as fuck. Because it is. And again, just because you're in like, love doesn't mean you're going to have kids together. <sighs> Gets me fired up. I know. This is why we're in trad wife territory. <laughs> anyway, this is my lecture. I've gone on this rant so many times since I was, you know, whatever, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and that is unfortunately the reason I hate this book so much is because they just it's I was hoping I was hoping that. I would read this book and I would come out of it saying, okay, I still disagree, but it makes sense why they're that, where that rule is there. But it doesn't. And that's why it pisses me off. I know. I agree with all of that wholeheartedly. It is just, there's so many, I mean, there's so many things in these books that like fall, the argument falls apart as soon as you press on it. As soon as you're like, but why? Nobody has an answer. The cats don't have an answer. The errands don't have an answer. Not yeah. not like a not an answer that actually has any backbone. Not not some answer that's not just bullshit. This sweeping generalization stuff of what motherhood is, and mm-hmm. again, we have we have cats later. I think that you shared with me a post from Tumblr that you saw when you were researching for this one that that mentioned Daisy, who is a cat that we will meet eventually, who literally her whole role in oh my the God, yeah. plan is to basically be a midwife, a nurse, and a caretaker. Yeah, that she helps literally raise like the the kittens. That's the thing that she does. And that's a really we see how massively beneficial that becomes oh, yeah. for that clan. Well, yeah, because doesn't she even like because she is spending so much time in the the den and around the kits, like her body literally like does not stop producing milk, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she so she is literally like, there to like take care of the kits when their mothers can't, and it's like, mm-hmm. hey, wow, that's really fucking smart. Why did no one think of this in a hundred years of being the warrior clans? <sighs> Yet again, we need socialism yeah they need socialism like can we it's get set some, up for it is is the can thing that, too can we fucking get a crumb of it just a crumb of socialism sir just a little bit of socialism in our cat fantasy i'm yeah. begging you uh, yeah i don't i have just a couple other things about this book but that was my main mm-hmm. my main thing just a quick footnote warriors just loves the horrors of childbirth <laughs> I just love to describe them literally licking open the fucking birth sack. It's so gross. I was, I was thinking about this. 
uh, like what I was reading the book and I was thinking about because off mic and I think in some of the previous episodes we've had this conversation of of you being like viscerally having this visceral reaction to the birthing scenes. I mean, I'll and just it's be so real. F- like childbirth scares the shit out of me. So like that's why. That's so it's so is, valid. It is and a it's horror good for scene me, for me. <laughs> for human beings, it scares the shit out of me too. And I was like, okay, but what's the reason? You know, this is just a little a little psychology moment. Why do right. I not care that much? And I realized it's because I watched so many animal documentaries as a mm. child. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and so now I'm just like, oh yeah, I've seen I've seen, <laughs> I've seen plenty of yeah, wild animals give fair. birth. So I, I think, guess I'm desensitized to it. But I, it is they really do go for they it. They go for it. And I think that's the thing is like I I can watch like an animal giving birth. That's fine. Something about them just being so like deep in the paint in the book. I don't know. It just is like, why are we doing this? Why do we have to do this? It, why do we have me, to open the end? Why do we have to talk sack? about them licking every single kit out of the... It, ew. Anyway. <laughs> I also wanted to talk about what the moth flight section in the ultimate guide says. Yeah, hit me with that. All right. Moth flight, a soft-furred white she-cat with green eyes, was one of the first cats to be born to the group of cats living on the moor the daughter of Windrunner and Gorsfer. She had a dreamy, restless, and curious nature, which at first made her seem unwarrior-like, despite her swift feet and true heart. Gentle and playful, she was likely to be distracted from a hunt or battle by the discovery of a feather drifting across the grass or a bunch of berries growing on a bush. At one point, her distractibility almost led to Gorsfer's death when he had to shove her out of the path of a monster and was almost killed himself. In a rage, Windstar exiled her own daughter from WindClan. But it was these qualities of imagination and curiosity that were to decide Mothlight's destiny and lead her to the Moonstone. After her exile, Mothlight followed the signs only she could see. A blowing feather, a flying bird, to a cave in the mountains beyond the clan's territories. There, she found the Moonstone, and the spirits told her to take the knowledge of this sacred place back to the clan's. They told her to return to WindClan, that she would be the first medicine cat, and gave her visions of who the other first medicine cats, one for each clan, would be. They explained that she and the other medicine cats would be not just cats with knowledge of healing herbs, but responsible for seeing visions, interpreting signs, and guiding their leaders to make the best choices for their clans. Mothflight, once an outcast, would always be remembered and admired by all the clans as the first true medicine cat. So, for the most part, correct. However, there was only one sign that she followed. Yeah, curious to me that they talk about multiple signs, and then in the book it really is It's a single lunar moth the entire time. Very, very literal to her name as well. I think that's interesting. Yeah. So, curious. Kind of becomes, I think that that... that it, the even just it being a single, very specific, unique lunar moth kind of undermines Mothflight's competency and uh-huh. like ability to read signs yeah. too. When you think about it, now I, I will say this particular book was published before Mothflight's vision came out and was published about halfway through Dawn of the Clans being published. Yeah, so you know certain things are are clearly missing. But correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think when Runner exiled her, she just said, 
you need to get your shit together or you shouldn't be staying with us. Like, she didn't say... Literally, she did. I don't think she even said that. I think Moth Flight ran away. Yeah, like she... Her mom did say something to her. I don't remember what it was. I don't have the book with her, me. I believe she did say something. and it, it, But she was really angry because yeah. her... And scared because yes. her husband almost got hit by a car. Yeah. And she was like, "If you can't be doing this. Yeah, no, it was literally just like, you almost killed your dad. Please be careful. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I have to run away. Yeah. Some interesting discrepancies there. Interesting, interesting the things that yeah. stick around and the things that don't. Uh, I think we have a couple of quotes that we liked from this book. Yeah. We, we, can, we can end, uh, unless you have anything else you would like to say, we could we can maybe save our uh, good quotes to end on a positive note because we've <laughs> just spent the past... Yeah, I have Hour a few, tearing I have, this book I have, apart. I have a few more uh, little gripes. Yeah, lay it on me. One is I just gotta I gotta point it out again. I know we've had these discussions, but the passage of time is so weird in these books. It so it, is. It cannot both have been only three months since Greywing's death, which is around what it seems like at the beginning of this book. And also been long enough since Milkweed had her kits, uh, who were born sometime around the fourth book of Dawn of the Clans, that now she is considered a high-risk pregnancy older queen uh, having another litter of kits, which is what they were discussing when we visited ThunderClan in this book. It can't be both of those things. You can't have both of them. Really, that's like really deep in the paint, but it just bugged me. It irked me. Uh, we gotta, I, there, time isn't that hard to conceptualize. We can do it. It's okay. You just have to, you just have to, to commit to it. Uh, we talked a lot about Clear Sky rege- Regression Era. I really just need to, I need it to be known that everybody in this book acts as though Micah's death was an accident. It 100% was not intentional on the po- on the part of Clear Sky, but was not accidental. It was caused by actions that Clear Sky took in that scene to not de-escalate where he could have de-escalated. And yeah. instead, Micah had to fucking try and de-escalate. And Clear Sky, in fact, was antagonizing everybody in that scene. Yeah, that whole scene pissed me the fuck off. That was the... Ooh, it was so bad. It was so, it was so poorly contrived. Like, the whole... The, the rivalry between... Redclaw and Willow that is like in the background but also in the forefront it's so stupid it isn't really explained terribly much either like there's a throwaway line at the end of like well this is why they don't like each other but there was also like it's a lot of effort for and it does the thing that unfortunately we'll see happen in these books a lot which is primarily it is solved by the death of a character that was causing conflict yeah and not necessarily like death by coincidence, not death yeah. by choice. <laughs> like, oh, we had this conflict going and it was making thing co- things complicated, but this cat died now. So it's all good. We're fine. Yeah, problem solved. Problem solved. It's all good, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it, that is a very unfortunately common solution to a lot of problems. Yeah. 
Which um, I guess for a kids series does sort of make sense. They don't want to advocate yeah. for murder. And they don't want to, but yeah. But also there's a lot of murder. There is a lot of murder and could be more fun to go like the, uh, I would say the Pixar route specifically, but also like Disney Renaissance route of how do we get rid of the villain? They're undone by their own folly. Yeah, exactly. That's such a good way of like doing it too. Because then you get the moral lesson and you you can say murder is okay. The moral lesson (laughs) that is you don't kill. But when somebody does die of their own uh, misdeeds, they had it fucking coming. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) don't kill. But also, if they're very clearly on the path to their own destruction, just let them go. Just let it go. Just let it happen. You can actually reach out your... In you can reach out your hand and try and stop them, oh, but if no. they don't stop, oh no. Tarzan was the real one. Tarzan was genuinely trying to help Clayton in the end of Tarzan. Yeah. That's one of the things that makes that scene really effective. That scene's good. That yeah. movie fucks. I uh, almost watched that while I was uh, sick with a cold this weekend, or this week. I almost put that on. Every time I watch Tarzan, just like the first five minutes of that movie Ugh. do get me crying every oh, time. 100%. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many fucking times I've seen it. I'm crying. Yeah. I'm cry I hear I hear fucking do 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 I'm down. <laughs> yeah. They they really put their whole pussy into the soundtrack for that. They did. Phil Collins fucking did Phil that. Phil Collins, us. man, shout out. Shout out. Getting back on track, uh, one more one more thing. I got it. What the fuck is going on with Jagged Peak and Holly in this book? Man, I don't fucking know. It's like two completely different characters. It's awful because they were such good characters in so yeah. much of Dawn of the Clans and they just get absolutely tanked here. And for what? Why are they even here? It's never really explained. Yeah. That pisses me off too. Like if they were, if they had come back to Wind Clan from Shadow Clan and there was a conversation about it, like there could have been a great conversation. Jagged Peak is really, okay. Jagged Peak is really good with kits. His brother's kits are in Wind Clan Mm -hmm. with his grieving widow. It would have made, it would have been such a good bit of story if they had been like Jagged Peak decided to come back with Holly and their kits to this uh to, to wind clan to help raise his brother's kits in his in his brother's absence after his death that would have been so good and instead what do we get bullshit and also uh weird like uh insular fucking behavior yeah from both of them that that made me mad um i think that's all of my gripes yeah good quotes that i have uh, both of them are from Micah. Micah fucking... We haven't talked much about Micah. He's, like, not in the book a lot, but he's he, a good boy. He's like a breath of fresh air in this he book. He honestly is. I think that's part of why I found it so hard to keep reading is because I was like, well, Micah's not here anymore. Like, what's Micah, the fucking point? Micah, truly the, uh, the L death note of, <sighs> of, of this the book. L death note? <laughs> Christ. So two two really good Micah quotes. One, I know you're sad. I miss you too. I love you. I'll always love you. Don't let sadness change you. You have to keep going. Don't let sadness change you. Yeah. Damn. Fucking got him. Yeah. Real good. Uh, the other one I want to leave us with for, for my quotes is, 
Making decisions is easy. Living with them is the true test of courage. Micah's so good. He's really good. I love this fucking guy. Uh, Mine, this isn't necessarily like a quotable moment, but I just, this is like the one line that stuck out to me as being like, oh, this one like gut punched me, uh, was when Mothlight is, you know, in her grieving era, which like, oh, that was rough. And I felt that for her. I was like, you know Mm -hmm. what? Yeah fucking jeez louise man she was having a time there's a discussion about like destiny and like what star clan wants from her and she's just like does star clan want me to be lonely is that my destiny and i'm just like oh no honey because like yeah i get that it's like is that Mm -hmm. what my destiny is is just to be fucking lonely and i'm like girl no, it doesn't have to be, but you made it that way when the end, when you give away all your kids. Anyway, sorry. I know! Uh! <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we cannot, I cannot rant about this book any longer. We gotta go to the we Aaron to, Corner. We have to let it go. Let's go to the Aaron Corner. Kate Carey was the writer of this super edition. Kate Carey also wrote the last two books of Dawn of the Clans, so I, I do take some umbrage with Uh, how inconsistent some of the characters are here because she literally was writing them for the other book and for this one. But I give her a little (laughs) bit... I I back up on it a little bit because Mothflight's Vision was published two months after the final book of Dawn of the Clans, which means that she had to be writing this and those last two books of Dawn of the Clans all like at the same time. And that is a lot of writing. Um, So, you know, Kate Carey, you're doing the most out here but i do just just give you can do it i you you can do it i have i have the belief in you that you can write a story and keep characters consistent and make it interesting like i know i have seen i've seen your comments on this this is this is like kate carey's thing she has said in writing i was on her claim i was on blog clan uh, for this Aaron Corner, uh, which is her old uh, blog. And she does say quite frequently, like, sometimes we choose to do things that don't, that aren't really in character because it, uh, because it's more interesting story-wise. And I'm like, I know you do, but I wish you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do, I want to, I want to dwell on blog clan for a second. I just think it's really funny and I want to talk about it. So she had a website called blog clan, uh, and it appears to have been half actual author blog and half fan forum where she posted as cake star, the leader of blog clan. Um, and all of the users seem to have warrior names. I am going to drag her ass momentarily here. A direct quote I found from her during the writing of Mothflight's vision. I was on this blog and she said, (laughs) you can't have two spiders or two tails in a book. It's too confusing to read. Get out of here, Miss fucking Dappled Pelt Spotted for a Sparrow for Acorn Fur. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Get her ass. You know that all of the cat names in this book sound the same. There was a scene where Spotted Fur, Sparrow Fur, and Acorn Fur were all in the same fucking scene talking to each other, and I wanted to die. It's so much. (laughs) It's so much. 
bitch. Why are you doing this? There's so many other <sighs> words. Uh, she she did seem to uh, mention when I was looking at these blog posts. She mentioned a contingency of the fans, which she called the Lorks. I believe that this is her referring to Lord Dorks. Oh, so us? It's us. It's us. Yeah. Um, uh, but Lorks has just been living rent free in my head since I did this Aaron Corner deep dive. I mean, I, I can see why. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a fucking alien that would be an anamorphs. <laughs> General Aaron Corner thought here. Um, a quote from Vicky Holmes in uh, Aaron Chat number six said that she is a big fan of Forbidden Love storylines. She's oh, the reason we shocking. keep getting this shit. Vicky, cool it. Vicky, I promise you it will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> blink blink if you need help, Vicky. <laughs> I promise uh, you we could go without one. We can do we can just one time. We could do one some time. other we could do other relationship drama, Vicky, please. Please, please, Vicky. Uh, I do have an alert, alert, alert. Uh, we have <laughs> input. Wee, 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 alert. We have input from the authors on the timeline. I found another quote, uh, again, from Vicky Holmes in Aaron chat number six, talking about the timeline. You might remember a few episodes back, we were talking and had found uh, a source that said that the timeline started with Dawn of the Clans in 1921, and we talked a lot about that, and that was very interesting. This posits something I like less, but makes more sense, probably, uh, in which she said that she imagines that Warriors takes place right now, as in uh, in modern modern times, it is contemporary. And she said that the tribe left the lake 60 years ago, I think. So that would be in the, uh, that would have put the first migration from the lake in the 1950s, which would translate to late 50s for the start of the uh, Dawn of the Clans arc. Uh, and they said that Sky Clan lived with the other clans for about 20 years, which is about 50% of the time that the cats have been in the forest. This is all from 2009 before Dawn of the Clans was written. Yeah. So I would say take this with a grain of salt, but this is more what I had originally envisioned was probably the timeline. I still like it better thinking about it starting in the 20s. I do too. I feel like that gives a lot more weight to the fact that there's missing generations on the uh, family trees too. True, yeah. Because there's a lot of missing years there between mm -hmm. where we are now, Dawn of the Clans era, and Firestar era. Yeah. Like, there's a yeah. lot of missing time, and there's a lot of little short stories written in that time. So I think, yeah, like, I can I can see why they would want to say it like that, because then it makes more sense with, like, as we mentioned in... The way that cars work. Yeah, like, that <laughs> makes a lot more sense. But it also, like, time-wise, we still need more time to fill out these generations. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. No, I that wanted is. To, wanted to add that I am... This is my, uh, like, my conspiracy my conspiracy board about the timeline. I feel like by the end of this, we're going to figure it out. We're going to, we're going to get it. I'm still on, I want the, <laughs> I started to say a joke and it was so stupid. It just made me start laughing. 
I want to see the cats fight in World War II. I do too. Give us the World War II arc. Give us the cats having to go into the countryside because of the bombs. Give us the Um, cats in the trenches. So we have a lot to say in the fandom check-in. Firstly, since we were talking about missing generations and stuff, I was like, oh, I wonder if the fine folks at Warriors Wiki have uh, done anything for Mothflight's particular branch of the family tree because uh, the Warriors website sure the fuck doesn't. <laughs> I appreciate them putting a, a family tree on there, but it is sadly lacking. Every time so I, I like, load it, okay. it caches my browser, so I have no yeah. idea what it looks like. Uh, I sent a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, I can the... see. I have seen it from far away. You're right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay, Mothflight said that she was dropping all her kits off so that she could spread like the petals of the blazing star and have her bloodline in every clan, right? Mm-hmm. Only one of her kids ever had children. Yeah, because it's in the little manga at the back of the book. Uh-huh. And, and, would you like to know who her descendant is? Yes. Our good buddy Crowfeather. Oh my fucking god. Um, and one star. Wait, are Crowfeather one star fucking related? Yeah, uh, one star is his uncle. That's right! Oh my god. Yeah, so so that's the thing. Mothflight's like, I've got to make sure that my blood is in all the clans. Uh, one of her kids has kids, and it turns out that her relatives end up back in fucking Wind Clan. <laughs> I know, that is really funny. So well, not all of them. Yeah, I mean, but like, it's hilarious to me that her like, most of her ancestors just end up back in fucking like it is really Whisker went to ThunderClan and lived in ThunderClan. But as far as we know, the only known descendants of that part of the family tree are back in Wind Clan. How did we- <laughs> This is so funny? It's so stupid. It's like how did they even entirely get back pointless. here? Entirely pointless. Uh, oh man. Oh my god. I have no idea how they got back there, but that is so funny to me. It's also it's very funny to me. <laughs> Guess whose descendant fucking went and had kids with somebody else's medicine cat? <laughs> oh, God, it's so funny, right? Guess whose descendant fucking, fucking time the, is a flat, broke flat fucking, fucking circle. Guess whose descendant broke all the rules that you tried to put in place while the flight? Oh, my God, it's oh, so funny. Oh, God. Yeah, so that's very fun. Uh, thanks, Warriors Wiki, for all of your hard work. Let's talk about Tumblr. Tumblr had some opinions, thankfully. <laughs> uh, I took a couple screenshots. We got one where somebody was in the tags and said, uh, Slate and Acorn Fur are scorned for related reasons. Slate for not raising her kids right and Acorn for wanting kids while employed. <laughs> In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Mothlight only came up with the rule just to spite Acorn Fur and Red Claw, because in her head, Acorn Fur was about to have the life she wanted and Red Claw contributed to Micah's death. If that was true, it would have been more interesting, but it would still kind of suck. <laughs> I would prefer if Mothlight wasn't so spiteful all the time, especially towards other women, to the point of traumatizing her children. It's true. Another excellent point. Mothlight's vision should have had her as the sole medicine cat until she trained her kits when they showed an interest in it and they split up to move to the other clans as full-grown medicine cats. That is- Whoa! Fucking galaxy brain! That should have been it! 
that's what I thought when like when she first had kids or or even like, you know, thinking about it, I was it like, literally, it would, makes so much more sense. It would be and it would be such a better story. Mm-hmm. It would be a much better reason for them to all choose to go live in other clans yeah, rather than her chose, like instead literally of traumatizing her four year olds. Christ. Um, there was also a super edition. Which super edition is your favorite poll? Now, Tumblr polls are not very good. Uh, <laughs> they don't get as much of a reach as like a Twitter poll would, and they don't last for very long. But of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten options, one of which is my favorite isn't here. Mothflight's vision had the fewest votes. It had one point six percent of the votes. Uh, the the top two were tied for twenty eight point one percent of the votes. Just yeah. to give you a give you a feeling of the breadth the of how little here. of how little people like. This and one. honestly, the two that are tied for the top are the two that I've heard are the best. So, like you know, that's also what I've heard. I'm very I'm, I'm very, very excited interested. about that. Uh, oh, I found the post that you were talking about about how like having a dedicated yeah ca- you put it here in the notes right yeah. yes. Uh, shout out to Tumblr user Willow Hearts Warriors uh, for putting up that whole post. I will reblog it when uh, this episode comes out, so you can it's, you guys it's can a very read good it. One. It's a very good post. Uh, I can always count on Reddit. The only thing I have on there is a <laughs> screenshot of a title of a post which says "Why I Think Starkland Sucks Part One: Spoilers for Everything Surrounding Starkland," uh, and that was just like a post detailing That's this so and like all the other bullshit that Starkland puts us through the older I get the more I fucking hate Starkland it's so funny like when I was a kid I used to think it was so cool and now I'm like these fuckers need to chill they really are it's it's just it's listening to your grandparents say oh some, my god it some really shit. is then we've got the AO3 rundown we have 18 fix tagged for moth flight a lot of the fix seem to be based in other future arcs with her like showing up. Uh, and most of the plots of those fix deal with medicine cats having kits. And I have a feeling it is moth like coming to tell them what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. There's three fix for Micah. One of them is a crossover with Minecraft RPF. Uh, for those who are uninitiated, RPF is real person fiction, uh, AKA writing fan fiction about real people. So this is about, uh, Micah and some Minecraft streamers, I imagine. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go into it, but uh, Ooh, okay. the person rewriting all the Warriors books is humans, is staying strong. They're writing Let's their go. own stories in the human verse. I love um, that for them. Godspeed to you, brave individual. Uh, listen, and then listen, our brave individual. Just change the names and publish it. No one's gonna fucking know. Just no change gonna... some plot lines and it'll be fine. You can do it. I People love do the that shit all that the time. I love the journey that you are taking, which is yeah. clearly from warriors to having regular ass OCs. Yeah, like just just keep it going, my guy. Like I believe, I believe in you. I believe in you. Then I found another fake that is definitely against AO3 guidelines, but they are right, so I did not report them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it is why the medicine cat rule isn't fair and what I think should be done about it. <laughs> uh, That's so good. I did not look up any AMVs this week. I feel like this era doesn't have a lot of AMVs in general. 
Yeah. We're I, really going to get to the AMVs when we get to Prophecies Begin. We're going to have years of stuff to go through on that one. Yeah. There's, there is one that I linked in the Discord. At this point, it will have been several months uh, prior <laughs> to any of you hearing this, so you uh, will probably not see that, that post. Um, but that one has a lot of the stuff that we're going to be covering over what I have dubbed the road to rusty, which is this uh, season. We are in, we are in season two. Hello, everybody. This is the start of our second season in which we are covering all of the things leading up to the prophecies begin. These missing generations that I mentioned. Yes. Um, And that includes a lot of super editions about uh, the leaders that uh, sort of, are established uh, characters uh, in the forest when the uh, originally uh, the first published series begins. Right. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to, to all that. I am too. That's that's what the fans have to say. Overall, this was not a very popular book. Uh, yeah, I people can see did why. not have did not have high opinions of it. Clearly, I had such high hopes for it. I did too. Sigh. It's fine. Yeah. We'll get some better ones. I I feel like I read Blue Star's Prophecy and I feel like I've really loved it. So I am looking forward to seeing if I did, in fact, read that book and uh, rereading it, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> I've heard very good things about Blue Star's Prophecy. Yeah, that one seems to be very popular. That one and Crooked Star uh, both have. Very... I'm really excited about Crooked oh, Star's yeah. Promise because I've watched like, a lot of AMVs. Me about too. People, people be making AMVs about Crooked Star, and I am like, I don't even know who he is, but I love this. I yeah. barely, I barely remember him from the books. But He's I very know popular for the AMVs. I'm very stoked. Um, all right. You ready? You ready to pick a Warrior Cat of the Week? I've been ready. It was a struggle this week. Let me tell you that. There's really, I mean, there's not a lot a sh- of options. It really, there was, there was only one that I ever thought this, I wonder if this is my warrior cat of the week and they're my warrior cat of the weekend. Yeah, it's exactly. Micah. Yeah, same I, here. <laughs> I mean, he is just the man. He's so sweet. He's so like, I've noticed a lot of our male cats that end up being warrior cat of the week are just like the sweet boys. Yeah. He's the just, thing is that we a like a sweet lad. boy. He's a good he's a guy. Good I, he's very, I, like, in touch with, like, what needs to be done. He's very understanding. He is resourceful. He stands up for himself. I really especially liked the scene where he does, like, he just stays outside of the tunnel for the Moonstone waiting for Mothflight and, like, yeah. catches her a couple of things to eat because he's like, oh, I figured you'd be hungry when you got out. It's so I just so figured sweet. I'd wait for you. It's so sweet. He shows her such patience and love and care and he really is just like he He is the one that provides her support where none of the rest of her fucking family or clan does yeah and and he tries to do that for everyone too he's like he's just trying to be like such a good even clear sky who doesn't deserve it yeah and like for a for a little bit it seems like clear sky is like actually warming up to him and then everything goes to shit but like he is he's just a genuine, honest guy who just wants to help people. And I'm very sad that he died so early because I was really goddamn looking forward to having more of him. I know. Uh one more one more one more uh jab at Clear Sky. Uh fucking egregious behavior 
that after he basically causes Micah's death, he then is like at the funeral, like Micah was a good cat. Bitch, <laughs> are you for real right now? Oh, man. Out of pocket. Absolutely wild. Clear Sky, what happened to you? Who did this to you, honey? Who did this I to you? I know you could be better. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah. If you have thoughts about Clear Sky... Uh, or yell them other, into the void. <laughs> yell them into the void, but you could also talk to me about them, probably. Yeah. If you have anything to share with us, you can write to us at pawsandclawspod at gmail.com. That's pause as in what a cat has, claws as in the part of speech, pod as in podcast. We're also on Twitter at Paws and Claws and on Tumblr at Paws Claws Pod. Listeners who are 18 years and older can come join us on Discord, which will be linked in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter or Tumblr at Humble Goat. Mostly Tumblr. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Twitter anymore. But I, uh, I love how this podcast has become also a look back on the decline of Twitter. Seriously. Yeah, it just keeps get it, it just keeps getting worse. It's a so. website, but you can find me there. Uh and on Tumblr at Humble Goat. You can see the art I do, including our podcast cover art, at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com. Links to my portfolio, as well as my Kofi page, are in the show notes as well. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at plot underscore twists for as long as that website remains in a semi-functional state, uh, or on Tumblr at antique-romantic. Our next episode will be out in two weeks, where we will discuss novellas 12 and 15, titled Thunderstar's Echo and Shadowstar's Life. Read along by buying the book from a local bookstore, checking out a copy from your local library, or using your library card to get the Libby app, which is what I use. It's very good. It's I very also handy. Use the Libby oh app. god, it's so good. It changed my life. Changed my mm -hmm. life. Until then, dear listeners, may Star Clan guide your paws. Mm -hmm.